Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Wood Talk, turning woodworkers into knitters since 2007. Here are your hosts, Mark, Shannon, and Matt. All right. Welcome to Wood Talk, everybody. It's uh, show number 492 for December 2nd, 2020. On today's show, we're talking about what we're thankful for. It's Thanksgiving recently, so that's when you think about that stuff. And the rest of the year, you could not worry about it. You just be a jerk the rest of the year. That's the way I do it. Uh, Before we get to that, though, I want to let you know that Wood Talk is brought to you by Rockler. Rockler has been helping customers create with confidence for over 65 years. Their holiday sale is going on right now, and that includes all the best gifts for the woodworkers in your life. Shop early for the best selection in stores or at rockler.com. Sale ends 1224. That's uh, that's Christmas Eve, so don't miss it. That's, um, they're open on Christmas Eve. That's good to know. Yeah. That's when I do my Christmas shopping. Nobody else? No. All right. <laughs> okay, well, we'll just go right into my little Patreon message, I guess. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash woodtalk and signing up to become a patron of the show. This week, we'd like to thank Mark Tucker, Andrew Cheadle, and Seymour Butts. Hey, Seymour Butts. I like that guy. He's pretty good. Nice dude. All right. Especially well, on the backside. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> what have you been doing, man? Sitting on your butt all day? Hey. Oh, okay. So I think we're going to start off today's show with a kickback uh, voicemail from Andrew Weaver. So listen up. Hey, guys. This is Andy from Central Pennsylvania catching up on some uh, past episodes. And I was just listening to the show about upgrades you refuse to make. And Mark, you talked about having multiple routers. So I buy all my tools at auctions and I'm becoming kind of an expert on what things people never use because I can see them new in a box, never used at every auction I go to. Uh, Give you a hint, drill bit sharpeners for home. No one ever does it. Um, But one thing is every auction I go to with woodworking tools, there are so many routers. So your instincts are right, Mark, because every old woodworker in central Pennsylvania had a minimum of like five to six routers. And I always thought, why do you need so many routers? And now I'm up to about three and thinking maybe a couple more. So uh, you never know. Go ahead, buy yourself a dozen routers, set each one up for its own thing, and uh, that'll probably contribute to a really lovely dream shop. Hey, thanks for keeping the show going, guys. Have a great holiday season. Man, I love that. I got to go find some routers. So what, estate sales? Is that what I'm looking for? Yeah, or auctions. Is general. Auctions. Estate hmm. auctions. Okay. I'm going to keep an eye out. I could use them extra routers. Though they I still all be the Thessal ones, I thought. Well, you're not going to find those most often, right? Like, I don't know. It's going to be like old, old Porter cable or something. Man, like I, that. I can't wait to your estate auction. I'm going to go to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be epic, man. <laughs> That's not a morbid thought at all. Boy, I can't wait until you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that more. I'm going to get all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just have to leave it to you in the will. Oh. See, save me a step. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's make it easy on you. Well, that's a, that's a good tip, Andy. Appreciate that. All right, so let's get to what's on the bench. So uh, I'm working on that outfeed table, assembly table thing still. Uh, had to take a little bit of a break from it, though, because uh, Powermatic came out to visit. That was fun during the pandemic. Did they leave you anything? Yeah, some COVID. Some fresh, <laughs> some fresh COVID oh. in my shop. <laughs> uh, no, they, they, they actually did leave a, um, a CNC carved sign of the 100-year logo. Yeah, for power boring, medic. boring. Yeah, it's boring stuff nothing exciting not enough uh, gold more gold stuff they left flowers uh they got flowers for nicole i'm like well what what, what did what she they do get for you where's what your did stuff she do where is my present you know that's how it goes but yeah they came out to visit for like uh three days it was a definitely a different experience i mean as much as we uh do things in front of a camera we're the ones controlling that camera it's a very oh, it's, isolated situation it's, it's so weird Right. But when, and, and Matt, you know, this certainly with uh, some of the stuff you've done with Triton and other things, having an actual yeah. cameraman, oh. it still really <laughs> changes things. It makes it very, very different. So I had to build a project and we just had to film a bunch of like stock footage and things that I guess they're going to be using for 2021 ads for the anniversary. Uh, so that was all super cool, but a little bit nerve wracking as you know, people are looking over your shoulder. God forbid you make a mistake. Uh, and then people are <laughs> staring at you as you try to fix said mistake. Uh, you know, no pressure. So no, like project mistake or like word flub? Uh, no, project mistake. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's yeah. the words come out of my mouth like honey, Matt. There's, oh, yeah. For, I forgot. You've been doing this for over a decade. There are whatnot. no flubs. I had to do an interview with them. There were times where I finished that interview and they looked at each other like, we are so lucky to be working with him. <laughs> At least that's, that's how I interpreted it. But I think you misinterpreted that face. Maybe they're like, when the hell do we get out of here? Why will this guy stop talking? <laughs> he won't stop talking about himself. This is awful. Seriously, don't you read your YouTube comments? Too much time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So it was actually um, not too bad, but there was a point where I made a mistake. And unfortunately, I... I had made this project a little more complex than it was prior to this experience. And uh, I put these like angles into the top of this fan table and I cut some of the angles the wrong way. And the problem is it's all about planning. You just got to know where those angles are going and uh, not make a mistake. So that is one of the things I screwed up. And as they're watching me, this is just one of those times where all I want is silence, uh, <laughs> a, a, a bevel gauge and a pencil. And if I can do that, I will figure this out in two minutes. But meanwhile, it's all the lights are off. It's just specialty lighting, you know, to give that dramatic look and everybody's standing around waiting for me to fix this part that I just screwed up. <laughs> That's nerve wracking. Oh, my goodness. So uh, thankfully, everything eventually worked out. We got all the footage we needed. Uh, they were in and out of here in three days. Everybody was very safe and wore masks. Uh, I was the only person unmasked at different times. But, you know, this actually brings up an interesting um, uh, product tie-in. And, Matt, I know you had shown something about that O2 armor, yeah. those little nose filters. On Instagram, yeah. Okay, so they sent me a couple of samples. And normally, in my shop, I've got a respirator, right? A good dust collector, a respirator. That's how I'm protecting myself. So I thought it was interesting, these little nose inserts. But I was like, I'm not sure how much I would actually use them. Well, in this case, it was fantastic because... I didn't want the respirator on for these fancy shots, but I am making dust and I'd really like at least some protection for myself. Uh, and then when I'm wearing the, uh, you know, the mask as a courtesy for the whole, you know, COVID situation, I still want dust protection if I can. So all day long, 
I had those O2 armor things shoved up my nostrils oh. and it's, it's completely invisible. You, you really cannot see it because all you have is that little flesh colored band that goes between right. your, your the nose nostrils. holes. The, the polar outer thing. <laughs> yeah. So you can uh, get them out. Yeah. So while I might not normally use a product like that, I was like, okay, this is impressive. I could see certain use cases where this is the only thing that's going to give you some protection when other things aren't available to you. I had kind of the same, I guess, initial thought with them. Like, I don't know when I'm ever going to use this, mm-hmm. but like, I really should be. But first off, like this, using the sawmill, like the dust is totally different than the dust you have in the shop. Like it's wet. Sure. So it, there's not a whole lot of, there's still fines, but the fines aren't nearly as small and as dusty as uh, you would find in the shop. Right. But you probably, probably should still be wearing something, but I'm like, oh, it's all, I'm outside. I don't really want to have a like, big respirator on. So I'm like, I'll try these. It looks like pretty well. Like I don't have mm-hmm. crap in my nostrils, like at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and it's I'm, like, you know, it doesn't, it's not, it's not, it's not intrusive at all yeah. to wear them, which is kind of nice. The, I would say the only downside well, and I can't really, I can't comment on um, efficiency or effectiveness of it. I mean, I, th- I guess it was working, you know, but there's really, <laughs> there's really no way for me to tell in that situation unless the filter gets really dirty. Um, but the only thing I didn't like about it is the fact that like by the end of the day, you have, you feel like you have got the biggest giant boogers in your nose, you know, yeah, so you don't, you don't have much drainage there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very dry. And man, when you pull that out of your nose, it's, it's, it's the same relief you get from picking a big booger, (laughs) not to get too gross, but yeah, you kind of have that feeling all day long. So, um, interesting product though. So, I mean, but you look like you're flaring your nostrils all day. So you're either angry or it does open them right up. (laughs) Yeah. You are opened right up for sure. Which is why it gets kind of dry. You might actually breathe better with those things in. Cause it's like, it's like a nostril opener. Well, I think for, for people who have allergies too. You know, this is something that actually seems like it might filter some allergens and uh, maybe that actually, works yeah, for them. That probably, <laughs> probably like a better use case than us jokers over here. Stupid jokers. Why, why do you even send them to us? You should have sent them to like people who could actually do something with them. <laughs> but people anyway, allergies. Yeah. So that not, not meant to be a commercial or an ad, but this, I thought it was pretty cool. And especially in a time where there's, there were all the wildfires going on and people just had smoke everywhere. Um, people who he actually sent them to me and said, I know you barbecue a lot. So if you're doing, you know, if you're managing a fire for a 12 hour cook, it's not a bad idea to filter out some of the smoke particles if you can. So I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. That's it. I guess an interesting use case. Like I don't even, don't even think about that, I guess. Yeah. I think most people don't. I'm just, I'm not sure I can get behind a product that is essentially discouraging mask wear now. (laughs) Cause that's really what you're saying. Okay. Well, you don't want to wear a mask while you're doing this stuff all day. So put these things in your nose. Yeah. I mean, mm. I don't see it. I don't see it so much as discouraging mask wearing as at least from my perspective, giving me an option when no other option is available, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. And if, if you're in a, let's say you're in a wildfire area uh, and you're on your commute, do you want to wear a respirator in your car as you're driving or you're on the bus? Like it's a discreet way to add a little bit of protection when you don't want to look like an idiot wearing a, uh, you know, a respirator or it's hot or it's hot. Yeah. (laughs) Or it's cold wearing a respirator when it's really cold kind of sucks too, because you get a lot of uh, condensation in, in a respirator. So, I mean, then they freeze in your nose and then you pull them out and all the hair goes with it. Perfect. There you go. Yeah, I don't want that hair in there anyway. What's the problem? (laughs) That's that's less that I got to trim later, so we're good. 
<laughs> anyway, that's what happened in my shop, and, and Powermatic went home with all their fancy footage, and uh, we'll, we'll have plenty of video in, in 2021 coming from Powermatic that people can make fun of me for, so I look forward to that. Was it just all promotional stuff? Are they doing like like a project video or just it is like literally like here's a promotional thing it's a random model who happens to be mark no no no. this time it's it actually that they specifically said like the last time we did this you were just dude standing in showing <laughs> these tools right <laughs> this time it's it's specifically about you know us and what we do and this particular project oh, uh, that's awesome that's yeah. good so it's a little bit different than than stuff we've done in the past I'm looking forward to seeing it come to life, though. I like that. A little more personality than, like, who's this guy? Yep. Faux show. All right, Matt, what do you got going on? Uh, Well, we moved, sort of. The house has moved, Mm -hmm. which is a nice thing. Most most of the houses move. I still got some stuff to move from the old house, but part of the move was was very weird. Like, Like, I know I've made a lot of things, but you don't really like, realize how many things you've made until you start moving everything you own. <laughs> yeah. And you realize like every other thing is something you made. Sure. And like there's so much furniture here. And then I'm like, why is this all so heavy? <laughs> <laughs> Who built this thing? <laughs> Who built this thing out of like solid wood? God, yeah. what a dummy. <laughs> uh, so it was, uh, it was interesting kind of like going through and like, you know, pulling things away from the wall. You get to like, see the back of projects that, you're like, oh, I'll make a nice board back here that no one's ever going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it until I moved it. So that was <laughs> that was kind of nice. But it was also a nice little like, trip down memory lane and like remembering all the things like I was working on over the years and seeing the progression of like my own personal skill level between projects or like drastic changes from like, here's something I made like in like year one or year two. And here's something I made in year 10. Right. And you're like, yeah, this is I don't know. I'm kind of embarrassed about this old stuff. <laughs> But uh, it's I, it's like a very nice indicator. Like, oh, I, I've come somewhere. I've come this far. Yeah, you've progressed. Exactly. That's cool. Does, That's uh, so I, the, I often look at that stuff and go, man, did I really let that leave my shop? <laughs> what <laughs> was, was this really Okay, at some point in my life, this was acceptable. Oh, and, yeah. and you realize, like, at that point, you didn't know any better. You're like, oh, this looks good. Because to my eye back then, hopefully, that was good. Hopefully I didn't know any better. Okay, fine. <laughs> Well, that, isn't that the weird thing is it's not so much that you were lazy or not careful. It was that you didn't have the vision at the time to see the problems. There's there's a lot of things like that in my in my work from like the earlier days. Even now, like it's like kind of looking back and you see like, oh, I don't I didn't recall this being like an issue. But now it's like mm-hmm. an eyesore, like it's one little a defect or one little issue or one little miscut that I didn't really notice or didn't yeah. pay much attention to before. Now is like pretty drastically in your face obvious and pro- and i think a lot of it too is that we as woodworkers who are progressing with this are going to notice those things most people probably still wouldn't either right yeah everybody so, else is fine with it yeah well do you think like when when you start to realize these changes have happened and your your vision your ability to see what's wrong with a project has expanded that over time you have to then decide how much of that you are going to care about <laughs> like they're like, and I'm sure all three of us have these things where we all know it could be better, but there has to be a line where we just say that's enough. You know, and I think you each of us have to kind of determine what that is for ourselves. Um, but I always find that an interesting thing to think. Well, yeah, I could spend more time on this, but I know this is going to be fine. <laughs> I know it's good enough. It'll pass muster. I'm done. Yeah. Well, the other thing too with what we do with a lot of our projects is it's just based on doing the video for it. Yeah. So if we take it 80% and it looks good enough on the video, do we need to take it to 100? Right. 
when our product is really just the video and yeah. not necessarily the piece of furniture. Yeah. I don't know. You're reading my mind, Matt. Oh, we agree on something. Quick. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. I, I can remember um, when I took a class at Roy's Roy Underhill school and we went back to his house one day for beers. Apparently he does this pretty regularly. It's just like, Hey, everybody come on back to my house. And we just like hung out on his deck and it was walking through his shop there. And it was 30 seasons of the Woodwright shop projects. Oh, that's just, cool. Like, <laughs> and you can see like, here's the finished quote, finished version of that project. And it's like, yeah, that was good enough for camera, especially like below before HD <laughs> standard thing. definition, PBS TV. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at it and you're like, Oh, so you, you, you know, this is before you put on the finish. It's like, no, the finish is there. It's just only one coat. You know? <laughs> it's like, and, and we didn't bother to like plane the surfaces or do any sanding. We just slap the finish on. Of course you never see Roy apply finished anything in the shop. So that's mm-hmm. a bit of a, but I mean, there were projects there that look like, you know, another day of work and they'll be done. No, that was the finished version. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When, when the product is the video when the product is the TV show and not the project, you know, it's kind of changes the story a little bit. It was sure. really interesting. Also just someday that should be a museum. Roy's shop and all yeah. of the projects from 30 some years of that show. It's kind of crazy. That's awesome. Did you say, uh, Roy, are you, um, uh, you completely happy with this one? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, yeah, it's finished. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I started, I started all of my conversations with Roy with you should. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you That's go. what you want to do. <laughs> really? You, you want to bring YouTube to Roy if he's not coming to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know if he could handle um, it. <laughs> see, that, that's just it. That would be the infuriating thing is Roy would be totally fine with it. Like the most <laughs> gracious person you ever met. He'd be like, you know, you're right. I should consider that. I'm like, damn it. Uh, damn, I need to rise out of you. <laughs> you can't be trolled. You're yeah. impossible to troll. That's good. I, I admire that. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. All right. So where, I guess this is me, huh? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I released a new semester in the hand tool school. So I have been, crazy busy finishing up projects. And, you know, it's that thing where you get to the finishing details and from a, from a filming and planning perspective, it's like, you know, these are the little things that I like plug in. Like if I have a chapter about uh, turning the legs on a project, you know, the, the little bits around that will kind of get thrown in around that video. Those little bits, Holy crap. That took a week to wrap up those little <laughs> bits. And I know we've talked about this before where like, the ability to work on multiple projects at once just doesn't work. Like multitasking is a myth. And yet I keep doing it. Like I built three projects for this semester and I pretty much built all three of them at the same time. Um, Kind of concurrently, like I would work on one one day and then I would switch to another one the other day. And the organization thing was not the issue because the way just I film, I kind of have like a storyboard. I know exactly what, what's going on, but space was the issue. (laughs) Like the amount of time moving stuff around and shifting things around was just ridiculous. And I don't know why I tried to do that, but where it really came back to bite me was finishing. Mm -hmm. And my thought was, you know, my shop's so small when I start finishing, well, forget small. When you start finishing, there's no woodworking going on, right? You can't produce dust while there's finish drying over in the corner. So I thought, well, let's build them all and then let's finish them all at the same time. The problem is they're three distinctly different finishes. Like one's a fully painted finish. One's like a a full varnish finish. And the other is a combination varnish 
and paint, but also like a dye and varnish. So it was just a freaking nightmare. Yeah. At one point I had uh, a project on the workbench, brown paper rolled out and it was, had varnish on it that was drying. I had my, um, another project set up like wedged between my planer and my Peloton bike. So in other <laughs> words, like it was impossible to get out of the garage because th- there was a project there set up on sawhorses. And then out in the driveway, I had my that little centipede workstand thing set up with a piece of plywood on top of that. And another project drying out there, it was, it was bad. Like to the point where I couldn't actually get to the project in the driveway because I blocked the access to the garage door by putting the other project in the middle. Oh, it was a nightmare. <laughs> so yeah, it, it probably ended up taking, especially because everything I was doing was water-based. So it's like you wipe a coat of Endurovar on, you come back an hour you know, do a little scuff sanding, apply another coat. I could have put all four coats on this thing in like in the morning, moved it out of the shop, worked on to the next project. But no, I decided to, to, the funny thing is, is by the time you applied a coat to the other two projects, you basically can go back to the first project and apply a coat there because it's pretty much almost dry. But yeah, it, it was bad. It was really bad. But since this is our thankful episode, I can say I'm very thankful for that centipede um, stand. Sure. I think it's awesome. It's, I, I love that. I just fold it up and throw it in my laundry room most of the time, but being able to just pop that out and have like full support. Mm-hmm. So I actually, I, I had a piece of plywood on sawhorses inside the shop outside. It wasn't plywood. It was just some off cut um, one by tens. And because there's that support throughout, like that's all I had to do. There was no sagging. It was great. Very nice. I like can, those. Can things. you use it for uh, drying laundry as well? Since it's in a laundry I, room, I could. <laughs> it looks like a, you know, it kind of looks like a really fancy uh, laundry dryer rack. It's true, but I'm told that's what I'm supposed to do with my exercise bike. Oh, that's right. On that's true. <laughs> nice. You know, I was listening to a podcast uh, this week. I can't remember which one it was, but they were talking about multitasking and how the concept of multitasking was originally. Uh, intended as like a computer term. I think they always cite IBM as the source for this, but it might date earlier, but it was always a computer term that somehow in advertising became a thing that was attributed to humans. And it wasn't really originally intended to be a human concept. So like, I I'm totally where you are, Shannon. Like I don't believe in multitasking anymore. I work, I work poorly in a multitasking situation. I'm definitely focused on single task uh, operations at one time and then move on to the next thing when I'm ready to move on to something else. Yeah. I had, I had several of those moments you were talking about with Powermatic where I'm like in mid sentence and it's really funny cause I'm editing later and it's like, I'm talking and then suddenly I just kind of trail off yeah. and you see this puzzled look on my face and it's like, Oh, that's where I realized I'd laid out that leg wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, in mid sentence. Yeah. And and then suddenly I like I start flipping the parts over and looking at it all puzzled like. And then like <laughs> you, you can you can actually see like this this the wheels turning in my head and go, you know, just finish the shot. And like my facial expression changes and I finish my sentence because I've I've determined in my head, well, no one can see that you've laid it that wrong. So just fix it off camera. Yeah. Yeah. But there's <laughs> this awkward 30 second pause in the middle of the clip. You just like, got to yeah. put the Jeopardy music in there for that. <laughs> everyone, everyone will love it. Well, cool, man. Oh yeah. Multitasking good. is like, is a myth. It does not work. Yep. All right. Well, you know, we are very thankful this year and we're going to talk about the things we're thankful for, for, for like that. That's a, that's, that's a Nicole's influence in my life is uh, <laughs> teaching me to say the word fur instead of for, <laughs> what are you going to do? All right. 
Uh, so, you know, we're really thankful for Rockler this year. Aren't we, gentlemen? Absolutely. We love Rockler. <laughs> we do. So, so this, this, uh, my idea for this little mid roll ad that we're going to do here is we each kind of pick a Rockler product that, um, we are very thankful for. And mine is actually fairly new. Uh, I just got these like a couple weeks ago. That's the Rockler silicone bench mats. And I have two of them and the original bench mat, the neoprene one that we talk about all the time, Matt, Uh, mine is all goobered up. It's got dried glue on it. It's, uh, it's at the point now where it's going to cause more problems than it solves. So I may have to retire it. But meanwhile, these Rockler bench mats have proven to be kind of great. Uh, so first of all, because it's silicone, nothing really sticks to it. Um, I've gotten finish on them. I've gotten glue on them and it just kind of just cleans up and pops off, uh, and gets to be a nice clean surface. The other thing I like about it, not only is it soft, but it's grippy. So if I'm sanding something on there um, or assembling something, it's going to hold on to it really nicely. And I think I kind of looked at it initially and I said, well, I really wish this was one piece, right? Because I've got a big workbench to cover. But having a one piece cover means I often have this thing halfway hanging off the bench because my bench isn't clear. So I can only use half of it. Uh, That actually creates a lot of problems. Well, having something that splits apart into two or three separate mats means I could work on a small one or I can just kind of link them together and work on one big surface if I have the capacity for it. So um, I have fallen in love with these things and you will see them on my bench uh, frequently just because it's it's, it's definitely an upgrade from what I was using before. So uh, Rockler's silicone bench pads, that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm thankful for. I I think I need to get some of those. I was growing up a whole bunch of panels just the other day and uh-huh. you get that like line of squeeze out that drips off the bottom of the panel right onto the workbench and yeah it's like you yeah, know i just wipe that up and it's fine you know that's my that's part of my workbench finish yeah but uh well, yeah, and, and, it, it builds up over time yeah and you could just pop them off with a putty knife like that that's the way it works but over time the little bits that you miss build up and you yeah. wind up yeah. eventually having this surface on your workbench that will dent your work if you sand on it you got to have something on top of that so yeah, dude, I, I think you would be very happy with those. I like them right. too for uh, like if you're doing something like dirty, but you can mm-hmm. still work on your nice clean workbench. So if I'm like doing some of my chainsaw, I'll put that thing down under my uh, Ooh, that's under my chainsaw. So if any bar oil or crap, or whatever, I can just it's just all in that little mat. And yeah. you can throw it in the dishwasher too, I think. So you can Ooh. do that if you want to clean it. I actually did try. I was gonna try that, and then the dishwasher was partially filled. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to piss off Nicole <laughs> with the, the, putting them in a dishwasher. So I, I just kind of took them to the like laundry room and got a scrub brush, some soap and water. I and, get uh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, a little work. Yeah. So yeah, it actually cleaned up really nicely. All right, Matt, what, what are you thankful for? I am thankful for the Rockler uh, HVLP paint sprayer thing. Cause I painted my trailer with it and really? uh, my trailer is looking pretty good. And I've been hauling my trailer around a lot. Like more, I think I've towed more in the last like four months than I have my entire life. That trailer is like always attached to my truck. Uh, and it's a pretty nice looking trailer. Nice bright red. And every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I painted that bad boy up in the air with that sprayer thing. So that was nice. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most like not fluid 
mid-roll we've ever done. Well, look, it's, it's an ad, and we're just making crap up as we go. So what are you going to do? I'm, I'm just thinking that was more of an endorsement for Matt's trailer than yeah. the HBLP. It seemed like he talked more about the trailer. And his Matt painting skills, I think, yeah. Kind of, Fine. Kind of a humble brag. Tooting, his, tooting his own horn a little bit. I this the sprayer saved me a lot of time. It was very easy to use. And uh, if you look at the price point on it for especially one job like that, I mean, you can you can use this thing again. But like this from the standpoint of like it's one hundred and eighty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, that it's pretty it pays for itself pretty quickly at that price point. It's so cheap. It's, it's practically disposable. Is, yes. what you're, is that what you're saying? I mean, you could consider it disposable if you want, but it could be used as many times as you like. Okay. <laughs> I don't have time to clean this thing. You just, just put it away. Just put it in a dishwasher when you're done. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I don't. It'll be it'll be part of Matt's estate sale. He's yeah. gonna have like twenty <laughs> of this way. <laughs> yeah, there you all, go. All with dried paint inside them, of course. I have a different sprayer for every single finish for every single job we were done, and then it goes yeah. in the pile. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> he just labels them. You know, this was the trailer. You know, this was the west end of the house. Um, oh. Day one. Here's day two of the house paint. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Thanks. Thank I'm, you, Shannon. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. I, I just figured you needed a little bit more than that. That little, uh, I'm thankful for this because of my superior painting skills and my chair <laughs> construction. Because my good choice in colors. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I've actually got two because one of them I feel a little disingenuous. Those bandy clamps oh, that Rockler sent us because we said, oh, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I have a use case that is not woodworking. Um, I use one of those bandy clamps on the leg of my tripod to capture any cords coming out of the camera. So like if I ever have HDMI out or power out or anything like that, it, it clamps it to the leg of the tripod so that, you know, the pulling on the cord won't yank the camera. Well, I tripped over the power cord the other day and because the power cord went to the tripod leg kind of midway down the leg, all it did was move the tripod, kind of skid the tripod along the floor. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it had been attached to the camera itself, that sucker would have tipped straight over oh. onto the concrete. This was in my driveway. So no rubber shop flooring in the way. Oh, geez. And it would have, there's no doubt it would have landed lens down right on the concrete driveway. Of so course. Rockler bandy clamps just saved my camera. <laughs> of course I tripped and fell on my face, but as long as the camera was okay, that was, that was good. <laughs> well, so, you're going to heal. It's fine. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm absolutely thankful for bandy clamps, but since they sent those to us, I'm really thankful for my Rockler dust right hose. Like seriously, in my small shop, it's, it, it turned my dust collector from dust collector, but also dust collector to shop back. Like I don't have to like have the little thing wheeling around behind me as I'm doing just like floor vacuuming. This yeah. thing stretches to every corner of my shop. It is the choicest thing. And for such a small shop like mine, <laughs> choices. Like, I, I don't, I don't have room. I don't have any more room to have like a dust vac or excuse me, a shop vac rolling around on the floor. So having it, it so I should say also my, my wall mounted dust right collector is nice, but the hose is a game changer for me because it telescopes out and then it like squishes back together and doesn't take up a bunch of room. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's super nice. It is so choice. If you I have got, the means. I have that take one it easy for my, uh, dust extractor it's so nice to have a, the hose like laying on the floor and coiled up or whatever you just put the yeah. tool down the hose is retracted and you're uh good to go yeah and it becomes a game it's like you stand all the way on the other side of the shop yeah, and let I it go yeah <laughs> we play different games apparently yeah apparently <laughs> well that's good okay well uh you can find all of these products at their stores of course if you want to go in store but also at rockler.com and we'll put links to those specific products in our show notes if you guys want to check those out. Highly recommended. 
All right. So here's our main topic today, what we're thankful for. We're just going to kind of each pick two things and go uh, around our virtual desk here, our virtual uh, conference table, let's call it. So I'll I'll go first. Uh, For me, it's technology. I think technology that allows us to not only communicate with one another and communicate with an an audience, but also um, allowing us to document what we do. Um, that's been a game changer for me on a personal level, on a professional level. Um, so I am super thankful for, I'm not going to say inexpensive because these things still cost money, but in terms of what these machines do, inexpensive camera gear, inexpensive computers, uh, and, and internet connections that allow us to, to make all this stuff that we do, to do this very show that we're doing right now. Um, super thankful for that. And that was a softball one that I picked here because I was first to get into the show notes. So I was able to pick all the easy ones. That's true. Well, I mean, not, <laughs> not to take it out to a global issue, but it certainly has been nice during COVID to be yeah. able to like actually talk to people and carry on business. But I mean, oh, yeah, it's a I le- would not have seen my family in more than a year had it not been for any of this stuff. So, yeah, it's allowed anyway. people to stay connected and, and possibly keep jobs that it might, they might have otherwise lost if this stuff wasn't here for us. Very nice. Yeah. How lovely. All right, Matt. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, such a supportive audience. Ah, you must have a different audience than I have. I do. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I pay attention to a certain subset of my audience more okay. than I do. I think that's what it is. <laughs> okay. I'm super also thankful for the haters because I get to laugh in their face. Yeah. With all go. of my supportive audience members. That's good. That Actually, you know, that I'm going to switch this a little bit. Support like whole audience, haters, lovers, everybody in between. Every one of for them. A very dynamic uh, life experience for me, at least, mm-hmm. and for everybody watching. I guess. No, they can't but all love you. You know, you gotta you gotta keep everybody included. I don't expect everyone to love me. I don't. But it's the people who do yeah. that I love in return. You gotta make those supportive people count more than the negative people. That's the hard. That's the hard thing. I think it's. Uh, I used to struggle a lot more with it. Yeah. But I, I don't, I, I don't anymore. I've gotten over that. Yeah. I've got, it's, it's a very different, like mental and like emotional thing to like get through this, that, that stage of things. Like most people don't have to like face their haters every day yeah. and have to like listen to that constantly. Like people constantly berating you for how stupid you are and how dumb you are and like how you look funny or you laugh silly and your face is dumb or whatever they're saying to you um, these are direct quotes by the way <laughs> he's actually uh, those, reading his youtube comments right now i do that yeah that, those are little things that people have said to me like it's i don't like maybe they don't understand like there's like i'm there like i read these things so like mm-hmm. rather you put them into the computer hit send and then i read them later or you say into my face you're still saying them to me yeah uh so mo- i think most people don't have to go through that like that life experience of realizing that people are like kind of like jerks and they will tell you. Yeah. But once you get to the point where you're like, you know what? Why am I even listening to these people that don't care about me when there's all these other people over here that actually do yeah. and actually enjoy what I'm producing and actually want me to succeed? Those are the people that I should really be catering, to, catering towards and really thinking about, not the other people on the other side that are just over there like throwing crap in my face, rotten tomatoes or whatever. Right. That's, there's... That's not a good mental place to be. And you will go to some dark places, but you keep listening to that crap. So, well, I mean, look at how full of life and uh, excited I was about things in 2006 and look at me now. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, this is a prime example of what 15 uh, years of that crap will do to you. Uh, yeah, that's true. That <laughs> is that is true. It really does. Like, I actually had a conversation with Nicole about this the other day about what um, what has changed as we've evolved. And, you know, we've become parents since we started. There's a lot of life things that have happened in that period of time. But like it really reminded me, like, I actually went through many phases and evolutions of my relationship with the negativity and how I've processed that. And it like. When people are like, oh, how come you don't do funny skits anymore? And like part of it, part of it is like, well, you know, there's a lot of people who kind of ruined this for me. You know, it made it not fun for me for a long time. Excuse me. And we're actually getting back to a lot of that because even after all of this time, I still now struggle with it, but I'm getting better at it. And and I'm getting to the point where, yeah, I'm going to have fun in spite of that. And we're going to learn to to kind of section off those those people and just focus on the good stuff because it's really the good people who who make this whole thing possible, who make it worthwhile, you know? So this is a good reminder for me. Yeah. I, I appreciate those, that. Those are the people are like, I absolutely love hearing from those people and it really helps to motivate me to just keep going yeah. and keep doing those things. So like someone sends me an email and it's like, I just, I don't have any questions or anything for you. I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I really enjoy your videos, your sense of humor and your uplifting personality. I think the world needs more positivity. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of message that I'm like, yes, I'm doing something right. Thank you so much for taking the time to write this real quick. It's really nice that your mom sends those emails too. Dude, my mom (laughs) is like pretty darn amazing. So, all right. Okay. I think, I think most moms are, but you know, my mom's pretty good. Your mom's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I like your mom. My mom was great because she's always like, how come Mark will respond to me like faster than you ever would? <laughs> I'm like, damn it, Mark. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate the moms. My mom, does, my mom does so much for me. I like when your mom says something, I want to want to interact with her a little bit. I'm like, she's like, how come you didn't respond on message on Instagram this morning? I'm like, I don't know, mom, I'm like running around doing stuff. Like I messaged Mark, like right after, I watched his story right after yours and he, he asked me right away. I'm like, oh, come on. But you know what? I probably, I do the same to my mom. Like I do the opposite to my mom. She'll be like, you know, I texted you this morning. I'm like, mom, get off my case. All right. Leave me alone. That's what we do. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes me feel a little better. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it is. I mean, I'm sure you did that when you were a kid. Like you go to your friend's house, you're a, a little angel, right? But then you go home and you're just a monster. Well, yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing that's <laughs> happening here. Uh, okay, Shannon. Wow. How about you, man? Um, well, it just kind of plays into what um, Matt was saying about um, supportive and getting those comments, but I hadn't really thought about it. But I got a an email from uh, a patron uh, on Patreon saying, "How has your work, your hand tool work, changed after losing all the weight?" And it just it was like. It was a weird question. I was like, what do you mean? How has that changed? I hadn't really thought about it. So I started thinking more and more about this and I'm incredibly thankful for my health because it's been, it was three years since I really started kind of writing that shit, but it's been a full two years since I lost, you know, a whole bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. And I just started thinking back like how things have changed and you don't really think about it that much, you know, because you're, you're living it day to day. But when I think back three years ago, to what I could actually do in the shop, to what I could actually just do in a, in an average day. Mm-hmm. And it's changed 3000%. So I'm just incredibly thankful to have kind of turned that 
ship around. Um, you know, the, the, I often, people ask me, well, <laughs> well, the funny thing is for a while, people ask me, well, are you sick? Like you've lost a lot of weight. Like, are you okay? That's always fun, that's right? Probably, <laughs> that's not the look I was going for. Yeah, but, you, you did um, the opposite of be sick. You got healthier thanks, and then you're, you're, you're paid by, uh, that kind of a question. <laughs> Yeah. But then the next question is like, oh, did you have some sort of like scare? You know, what, what, what made you suddenly turn it around? And I didn't have any specific scare, but I, I, I look at the genetics in my family yeah. and some of the heart issues that have plagued my grandfather and my father and my other grandfather. And it's like, dude, you got to lose some weight or you're going to be screwed. Mm-hmm. And just being able to do that. And I very recently had, had a physical and it was like the most boring doctor's appointment in the world. And the doctor was like, see, isn't it funny what diet and exercise does? <laughs> it's like, gee, people have been saying that for years, you know, and like everything is, is, is just so, so much better. I've got so much more energy. I've got so much more just not just physical energy, but just mental energy. And, and, you know, I built three projects all at the same time and it was all done by hand with a lot of hand sawing and, it's just incredibly thankful for that. And I didn't really realize how much physical ability I had lost by carrying around, you know, an extra hundred pounds. So I'm yeah. just very, very thankful for that. I think it was Steve Martin who said, uh, I will do anything to look like him, except of course, exercise and eat right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, and I can thank you for uh, introducing me to Peloton and that cult. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, I, I've, I've launched more than a few Peloton bikes. Since yeah. I started this too bad thing. you don't get some kind of like affiliate commission, man. Cause, uh, those, those things are not cheap. <laughs> I, I have, I have boutique commission. Yeah. And, you know, people use the code and they give you a hundred dollars in the Peloton boutique. I have so much freaking money in the Peloton boutique and it all expires like annually. So like I have these reminders set up to use that before it dies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have so much Peloton swag. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And it's all shiny exercise, weird, weird, weird clothes that you wouldn't wear out of the house kind of clothes. It's like, can you just make like a regular t-shirt? Just give me a a t-shirt that assumes I don't look like that guy. Um, (laughs) something a little, a little more flattering (laughs) because this is like skin on a, on a baloney and, uh, that doesn't look good on me. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. All right. So I think uh, <laughs> flapping in the wind. That's right. So that uh, just about does it for us. Remember that we are proudly sponsored by Rockler. Rockler is a family owned business since 1954. They're your go-to source for high quality and innovative woodworking tools, finishing supplies, hardware, lumber, and expert advice. Whether you're building a simple bookshelf, a custom desk, or new kitchen cabinets, Rockler has everything you need to make your next project a success. Visit rockler.com and use the code WOODTALK. It's all one word to receive free shipping on most orders over $39. Very nice. And if you're building a complex bookshelf or an out-of-the-box desk or an old kitchen, you can send us questions about it. <laughs> He's, uh, it's opposite day. We're sharing. Yeah, apparently, apparently. I think Rockwell would want people to know that it'd be okay if you were building That's true. You know, a complex bookshelf as well. Don't discriminate. Help you too. Yep. But, you know, since Rockwell will help you with a simple bookshelf, contact the Wood guys for help on the complex bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you can do that. But sending your questions over at woodtalkshow.com. There's a whole form you can fill out there or you can record something or you can just write an email and email it to woodtalkshow at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the social thingies, um, except for the ones that are so new that I've never heard of them before. Apparently there's some new thing that I don't know anything about. Ignore those, Shannon. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 
choosing to stick my fingers in my ears and hum the Wintalk theme song. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> don't need to know that. Yep. But you can find us on Instagram primarily at Wood Talk Show. And uh, yeah, there's our individual stuff. You know, Renaissance Woodworker, Matt Cremona, and Wood Whisperer. Yeah. That's all Get I it. Get it. You know, I had a guy comment on one of my Instagram posts this morning. Uh, it had not, uh, The comment is irrelevant, but his name was using underscores, the Wood Whisperer. I was like, dude, what? Seriously? What are you doing? What's going on? And his hashtag, and he has a hashtag in his profile, the Wood Whisperer. I'm like, come on, why you got to do that? Why you got to do that? Look at that. Anyway, he's French. He's French, so he's mean. He's desperately seeking Susan in you. That's what it is. All right. Anyway, well, uh, thank you for listening, everybody, and we hope you have a wonderful woodworking week. We will catch you. Yeah, I guess we'll catch you next time. I did a different ending. Go for it. Screwed everybody up. What should I say right now? I don't even know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what do I do? Mark, change things. What do I do? Where do I, where do I put my hands? <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>